Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I'm your reader today. Today is the first day of a new week. It is Sunday the 3rd of July and the 4th of Tammuz on the Hebrew calendar. This week our new parasha or our uh, portion from the Torah is called Chukat, which means statute. Today's reading, the first one, will be Numbers 19, 1 through 17. And before we get into our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now the Lord spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the Torah which the Lord has commanded, Tell the sons of Israel to bring you a red heifer without spot, in which is no blemish, and which was never yoked. You shall give her to Elazar the Kohen, and he shall bring her outside of the camp, and one shall kill her before his face. Elazar the Kohen shall take some of her blood with his finger and sprinkle her blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. One shall burn the heifer in his sight, her skin and her meat and her blood, with her dung shall he burn. The Kohen shall take cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet, and cast it into the middle of the burning of the heifer. Then the Kohen shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp, and the Kohen shall be unclean until the evening. He who burns her shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his flesh in water and shall be unclean until the evening. And a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and lay them up outside of the camp in a clean place. And it shall be kept for the congregation of the sons of Israel for use in water for cleansing and purity. It is a sin offering. He who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. It shall be to the sons of Israel and to the stranger who lives as a foreigner among them for a statute forever. He who touches the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. He shall purify himself with water on the third day and on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he does not purify himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. Whoever touches a dead person, the body of a man who has died, and does not purify himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from Israel, because the water for impurity was not sprinkled on him. He shall be unclean. His uncleanness is yet on him. 
This is the Torah, when a man dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent, and everyone who is in the tent, shall be unclean seven days. Every open vessel, which has no covering bound on it, is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches one who is slain with a sword, or a dead body, or a bone of a man, or a grave, shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean, they shall take of the ashes of the burning of the sin offering, and running water shall be poured on them in a vessel. That was Numbers 19, verses 1 through 17. And today our portion from the prophets is Jeremiah or Yirmiyahu, chapter 52. Tzidkiyahu was 21 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 11 years in Yerushalayim, and his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Yerumiyahu of Livna. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord, this happened in Jerusalem and in Yehuda, until he had cast them out from his presence. Tzidkiyahu rebelled against the king of Babel. In the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem, and camped against it. And they built forts against it round about. So the city was besieged to the eleventh year of King Tzidkiyahu. In the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, the famine was severe in the city, so that there was no bread for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled and went out of the city by night, by the way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Now the Kastim were against the city all around. The men of war went toward the Arava, but the army of the Kastim pursued the king and overtook Tzidkiyahu in the plains of Yericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they took the king and carried him up to the king of Babel to Rivla, in the land of Hamat, and he pronounced judgment on him. Then the king of Babel killed the sons of Tzidkiyahu before his eyes, and he also killed all the princes of Yehuda in Rivla. He put out the eyes of Tzidkiyahu, and the king of Babel bound him in fetters and carried him to Babel, and put him in prison until the day of his death. Now in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, who stood before the king of Babel, came into Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, even every great house he burned with fire. All the army of the Kastim, who were with the captain of the guard, broke down all the walls of Jerusalem all around. 
Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the poorest of the people, and the residue of the people who were left in the city, and those who fell away, who fell to the king of Babel, and the residue of the multitude. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left of the poorest of the land to be vineyard keepers and farmers. And the Kazdim broke the pillars of bronze that were in the house of the Lord, and the bases and the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord in pieces, and carried all of their bronze to Babel. They also took away the pots, the shovels, the stuffers, the basins, the spoons, and all the vessels of bronze with which they ministered. The captain of the guard took away the cups, the firepans, the basins, the pots, the menorahs, the spoons, and the bowls, that which was of gold in gold, and that which was of silver in silver. They took the two pillars, the one sea, and the twelve bronze bulls that were under the bases, which King Shlomo had made for the house of the Lord. The bronze of all the vessels was beyond weight. As for the pillars, the height of the one pillar was eighteen cubits, and the line of twelve cubits encircled it, and its thickness was four fingers. It was hollow. A capital of bronze was on it, and the height of the one capital was five cubits, with network and pomegranates on the capital all around, all of bronze, and the second pillar also had like these, and pomegranates. There were ninety-six pomegranates on the sides. All the pomegranates were one hundred on the network all around. The captain of the guard took Seraya, the chief Kohen, and Tzfania, the second Kohen, and the three keepers of the threshold, and out of the city he took an officer who was set over the men of war, and seven men of those who saw the king's face, who were found in the city. And the scribe of the captain of the army, who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land, who were found in the middle of the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them, and brought them to the king of Babel, to Rivla. The king of Babel struck them, and put them to death at Rivla in the land of Hamat. So Yehuda was carried away captive out of his land. This is the number of the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive. In the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the twenty-third year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the Jews 745 people. All the people were 4,600. In the thirty-seventh year of the captivity of Jehoiachin, king of Yehuda, in the twelfth month, on the twenty-fifth day of the month, Evil Merodach, king of Babel, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Yehuda, and released him from prison. 
he spoke kindly to him, and set his throne above the throne of the kings who were with him in Babel, and changed his prison garments. Jehoiachin ate bread before him continually all the days of his life. For his allowance, there was a continual allowance given him by the king of Babel, every day a portion until the day of his death, all the days of his life. That was Yeremiah or Jeremiah 52. And that concludes the book of Jeremiah. Today our portion from the writings will be Ezra chapter 2. Now these are the people of the province who went up out of the captivity of those who had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babel, had carried away to Babel, and who returned to Jerusalem and Yehuda every one to his city. Those who came with Zerubbabel, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Re'eliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvai, Rechum, and Ba'ana. The number of the men of the people of Israel, the children of Parosh, 2,172. The children of Shvatia, 372. The children of Ara, 775. The children of Pahat Moab, of the children of Yeshua and Yoav, 2,812. The children of Elam, 1,254. The children of Zatu, 945. The children of Zakai, 760. The children of Bani, 642. The children of Bebai, 623. The children of Asgad, 1,222. The children of Adunikam, 666. The children of Bigvai, 2,056. The children of Adin, 454. The children of Ater, of Chizkiyahu, 98. The children of Bezai, 323. The children of Yora, 112. The children of Hashum, 223. The children of Givar, 95. The children of Bethlehem, 123. The men of Netofach, 56. The men of Anatot, 128. The children of Azmavet, 42. The children of Kiryat Arim, Hefira, and Be'erot, 743. The children of Rama and Geva, 621. The men of Michmas, 122. The men of Beit El and Ai, 223. The children of Nevo, 52. The children of Magbish, 156. The children of the other Elam, 1,254. The children of Harim, 320. The children of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725. The children of Yericho, 345. 
the children of Sena'a, 3,630. The Kohanim, the children of Yadaya, of the house of Yeshua, 973. The children of Emel, 1,052. The children of Pashhu, 1,247. The children of Halim, 1,017. The Levites, the children of Yeshua and Kadmiel, of the children of Hodavia, 74. The singers, the children of Asaf, 128. The children of the gatekeepers, the children of Shalom, the children of Ater, the children of Talmon, the children of Akuv, the children of Hatita, the children of Shobai, in all, 139. The temple servants, the children of Tziha, the children of Hasufa, the children of Tabaot, the children of Keos, the children of Siaha, the children of Padon, the children of Lebana, the children of Hagava, the children of Akub, the children of Hagav, the children of Shamlai, the children of Hanan, the children of Gidel, the children of Gahar, the children of Re'aya, the children of Rezin, the children of Nekoda, the children of Gatsam, the children of Uza, the children of Pasea, the children of Besai, the children of Asna, the children of Meunim, the children of Nefisim, the children of Bakbuk, the children of Hakufa, the children of Harhur, the children of Batslut, the children of Mehida, the children of Harsha, the children of Barkos, the children of Sisra, the children of Tema, the children of Netzia, the children of Hatifa. The children of Shlomo's servants, the children of Sotai, the children of Chasoferet, the children of Puruda, the children of Ya'ala, the children of Darkon, the children of Gidel, the children of Shfatia, the children of Hatil, the children of Pocheret, Hatzvaim, the children of Ami, all the temple servants and the children of Shlomo's servants were 392. These were those who went up from Telmela, Telharsha, Cheruv, Adan, and Emer, but they could not show their father's houses and their offspring whether they were of Israel. The children of Deliah, the children of Tuvia, the children of Nekuda, 652. Of the children of the Kohanim, the children of Habaya, the children of Hakots, the children of Barzilai, who took a wife of the daughters of Barzilai the Giladite, and was called after their name. These sought their place among those who were registered by genealogy, but they were not found. Therefore they were deemed disqualified and removed from the priesthood. The governor told them that they should not eat of the most holy things until a Kohen stood up to serve with Urim and with Tumim. The whole assembly together was 42,360, besides the male servants and their female servants, of whom there were 7,337, 
and they had two hundred singing men and singing women. Their horses were seven hundred thirty-six, their mules two hundred forty-five, their camels four hundred thirty-five, their donkeys six thousand seven hundred twenty. Some of the heads of fathers' households, when they came to the house of the Lord, which is in Yerushalayim, offered willingly for the house of God to set it up in its place. They gave according to their ability into the treasury of the work sixty-one thousand derricks of gold, and five thousand minas of silver, and one hundred garments for the Kohanim. So the Kohanim and the Levites, with some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants, lived in their cities, and all Israel in their cities. That was Ezra, chapter 2. And I always love when we get to this part of our readings each year, where from the prophets we've been reading Jeremiah, and he's been um, describing and also prophesying the exile of the children of Israel to Babylon and their return that would come in the future. And then simultaneously we come into these readings from the writings in Ezra and Nehemiah where they're coming back and all of these uh, exiles that we just read about in Jeremiah that went out are coming back just as was prophesied and you see everything that Jeremiah spoke about happening and I always find that so encouraging um, the last portion for today will be from the apostles and today it is Galatians chapter 3 you foolish Galatians who has bewitched you not to obey the truth before whose eyes Yeshua the Messiah was openly portrayed among you as crucified. I just want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Ruach by the works of the Torah or by hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Ruach, are you now going to be made complete by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if it is indeed in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Ruach to you and does miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the Torah or by the hearing of faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness? Know, therefore, that those who are of faith are children of Abraham, and the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the good news beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you all the nations will be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with the faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the Torah are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one who does not continue in all things that are written in the scroll of the Torah to do them. Now that no man is justified by the Torah before God is evident, for the righteous will live by faith. But the Torah is not of faith, rather the man who does them will live by them. 
Messiah redeemed us from the curse of the Torah by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Messiah Yeshua, so that we might receive the promise of the Ruach through faith. Brothers, speaking of human terms, though it is only a man's covenant, yet when it has been confirmed, no one makes it void or adds to it. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his offspring. He does not say, to descendants, as of many, but as of one, to your offspring, which is Messiah. Now I say this, a covenant confirmed beforehand by God in Messiah, the Torah, which came 430 years after, does not annul so as to make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the Torah, it is no more of promise, but God has granted it to Abraham by promise. Then why is there the Torah? It was added because of transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. It was ordained through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not between one, but God is one. Is the Torah then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could make alive, most certainly righteousness would have been of the law. But the scripture imprisoned all things under sin, that the promise by faith in Yeshua the Messiah might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the Torah, confined for the faith, which should afterwards be revealed, so that the Torah has become our tutor to bring us to Messiah, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all children of God through faith in Messiah Yeshua. For as many of you as were immersed into Messiah have put on Messiah. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Messiah Yeshua. And if you are Messiah's, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to promise. That was Galatians chapter 3, and it concludes our readings for this episode. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be also reading Luke 6, 1 through 26 today. Well, let's just conclude with a little update about um, us, and thank you first of all for praying Mom is slowly gaining strength. Keep up the prayers. We feel them and we need them. Um, And now for a prayer request from one of you listeners. A prayer request from Heather that God would heal her husband quickly as he's recovering from spinal tumor removal surgery. Um, Definitely praying with you, Heather, that the recovery would continue to grow smoothly and would even go faster and to full recovery. 
and also for Ali, who asks for prayer, for peace. Thank you so much, ladies. Those of you who do, um, at the end of these episodes, continue by saying a prayer for these women. I really know that God answers our prayers, and so thank you for lifting up each other in prayer. And now I just want to bless you all with a wonderful new week and just pray that God's presence and his word would dwell richly in your hearts today. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel until next time. Thank you.